Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the group boarded the Falcon, where Voss's quick wit prevented Captain Gideon from throwing her crew off the airship. Finding jobs on the ship, or in Roberto's case, a prison cell, the group laid low while Vasa learned that Claiborne was more than a simple artifact hunter. After a bit of shenanigans involving Ertleby, smeared berries, and some superb acting, the group has come together to discuss their next move. Roberto is brought up to speed on yep. her current predicament. <laughs> Can Tim uh-huh. mention that she thinks that instead of this Claiborne being someone we want in our group, she'll play the devil's advocate and say, sounds like she brings enough trouble, and we already have enough trouble to deal with on our own. I wouldn't want her on our group. Vasa's like, oh, that was never the plan. I was just trying to get her alone so we were friends and I could kill her for the shard. But yeah, no, I agree with you, Tim. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, Ertle, oh. would actually transform back because she's been like impatiently like bang <laughs> to yeah. signal agreement and disagreement, and she'd be like, "Well, first of all, you're terrible actors. Only one of us was committed to this role, and it was me." <laughs> Total Bradley move. Um, secondly. <laughs> saying can't stay very long in one place disaster happens some mysterious no dreaming thing is she a lucid dreamer we should we should go to her and just just under our breath like every third word say patches so like oh claiborne good to patches see you patches tompkins patches Anyway, we're sorry for lying to you, Patches Tompkins, and just look for her reaction. I'll do it if none of you want to. And then at that, Ertleby's actually going to wander the room looking for a dead mouse that would happen to be lying there. Because as we know, ships have lots of dead mice. <laughs> right, but not um, in the Swedes. Uh, so she's going to be. It's just also a like, nice suite. Yeah. She's going to be looking under everything. This is what she's going to spend her time doing, okay. just looking for a dead mouse. <laughs> Vasa says, what if we go to sleep right now, summon some of those nightmares, and maybe they'll kill enough of the crew that we can take over the ship? Do any of you know how to fly a ship? Yeah. <laughs> Vasa says, does- <laughs> Vasa I mean, the Boulder Hood yeah. Break does. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a call. Vasa says, doesn't it, doesn't it just stay up on the air on its own? I think staying up in the air isn't too bad. I think landing might really be the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say... Um, okay, quick question. So, she has the shard with her on his ship, but just not on with her in on person? You her haven't person? seen it. It doesn't mean she doesn't have it. It just means that uh, she's not, like, carrying it around in a pouch that says, do not touch. So does that mean we can get it at night? How long does it take to get to where we're going? Both Tin and Ertleby would know. Cosmic is a huge city. It's actually a multi-layered city. Um, and there's different types of businesses on each layer. Um, 
It's not really a city people live in, though. It's purely for business. The reason is, is that it is home to the Jump Rail, which is a giant steam-powered monstrosity of a train that races all across uh, the lands to several different kingdoms. And it's actually the main source of transportation for most of COG. Either one of you, have you ever traveled from Follis to Cosmic before? I can tell you then how long it would take. Uh, yeah, Ertlebee would have, because her son Torrance lives there, and he's got twins, and, uh, and also an older daughter, so she would love to visit them. Tin probably would have, too, with her messaging days. So, um, it takes about maybe a week and a half by the normal routes that the, uh, airship captains take. That's so long! Yeah, I was going to say, this is a slow-ass ship. How long have we been having hijinks on the ship? So you both know the reason for that is that there is a treacherous mountain pass called the Durango Mountains. And Mm -hmm. airship captains always fly around it. They don't ever cross through it, and that's why it takes so long. Even flying above it is dangerous. I mean, the mountains are incredibly high anyway, but there are uh, some sort of flying creatures, apparently... That will rip airships apart if you fly that way. So airship captains never fly that way. They always go around. Well, we can take them out. Nope, nope. Easy. <laughs> we got guns. You said it's called Dodongo Cavern? That's uh, Durango. The... Ugh, no, not Dodongos. Never mind. We can't take this. We need to avoid it. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, we're just going to stuff it with bombs. As the group has been discussing their options, Vasa kind of crosses her arms. She says, well, I I morally disagree with his approach, but what do you think of telling Claiborne the truth? Uh, yes, I think so, but we should do it by coughing it every third word. So, hello, Claiborne, it's nice to... <clears throat> we are adventurers on a mission from Patches. <laughs> See you that way. We have plausible deniability. Okay, fine, we can just tell her the truth. <laughs> Rumblestone picks his jaw off the floor. <laughs> the suggestion of truth telling from Vasa. <laughs> Vasa knows that she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. I'm gonna have to wash this down with a lot of mead. Are you? Yeah. How drunk are you? <laughs> I, I think that might be her only play. <laughs> uh, I don't think she's gonna like us wanting to take the shard or whatever she has away from her. Well, whether I, she likes it or not, we're taking it. So we can take the nightmares. <laughs> I've, why don't we just pitch it as taking away her curse? Like we're cursed with the same things. I mean, that's the reason why I think that she should come with us. Because I mean, you know, like we can fight off the monsters together. We have another set of hands, and she seems to be a capable warrior, even though she says she avoids fights. Like she has to know how to use the stuff that she's carrying with her. Vasa kind of crosses her fingers. Well, here's what I know. I know we're on this ship, crewed with with a crew and a captain that, for all that he's a penny pinching miser, has been sharp <laughs> enough to stay more or less ahead of us, with no particular blame on anyone. And she kind of like quickly looks over to Brimblestone and, and Tiny Tin. <laughs> I did really well. <laughs> <laughs> we can't risk uh, the captain turning on us because he will he, he will uh we will be outmanned we will be outmatched and we are in the air at his mercy we could wait until we land and follow 
Claiborne then, or we could try to convert Claiborne to our cause. Now, I've schmoozed her a bit, and she's really not, she's not a stubborn, she's not um, intractable, but we would have to do a lot of convincing, and there is no guarantee that she would waver from her path of solitude that she just so enjoys in her boring, alcohol-free life. Uh, Erdelby would insert at this point that um, we we have a lot of bridge mending to do with her. It sounds from what I what it sounds like from what I've heard from Vasa that she likes straight shooters, and I admit I have I have not followed the teachings of Benjamin Mansley, um, and I have not shot straight. Uh, so I think we should invite her here and put on a play telling the story of our adventure so far using the props in the captain's quarters. I think this is this is my formal suggestion. I think she secretly always wanted to be an actress. This is just my this is my idea. It's a good one. <laughs> Vasa looks to Roberto and says, "Maybe if Roberto explains it, it will be simple enough that she'll believe us." Who are you calling simple? I'm calling you honest, Roberto. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) He'll need someone to go with him. You know, just uh, for company. No. (laughs) Is the door locked, by the way? Vasa goes and jiggles the door to see if it's locked. Ah. Then Vasa makes the same noise. Like, oh. You know? (laughs) In game. (laughs) And then she kind of looks over. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I'll bring her here. Yeah. Erdelby is dressing yep. um, Roberto up by like putting sheets on him and being like, you can play a nightmare. Bumblestone, you can play that door we had to beat. <laughs> I don't want to be a nightmare, Grandma. Hey, fine. <laughs> Repudiate me. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. Lost the pause and close the door and she says, on second thought... Who says we have to tell Claiborne this truth on the ship? At least if we tell her the truth on land and things go south, we won't be at the mercy of the ship and the captain. Yes, I think that we should wait with until our feet are on the ground. Okay. But that's going to take forever. I didn't actually catch how long it's going to take. I just know last time we thought we were safe for a week, uh, the nightmares came. Even when we were in a city that could have, you know, stones that could stop them. So we should also be on our guard. Maybe we should use the week to prep, uh, you know, battle stations or getting the lay of the ship, at least, in case things start to go awry. My, my brother brings up a very good point. That's why we actually should tell the captain. Well, well the boss is like, well, no, no, fuck that guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Vasa goes like, well, maybe the might words will kill her, and then we can get the shard from her. Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want to be in the air if we get attacked by nightmares. These ships are stupid. I wish we were back at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Vasa goes, alright! So we'll we'll tell her now, because we can't wait. Yeah, better to have someone prepared, at least, even if she doesn't believe us. In a play! And we can. And we'll test her medal <laughs> if we do get attacked, and we can see if she is worthy of joining our group. Yeah. Good point. It's like a two part interview process. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any references? 
<laughs> Are you a dreamer and yeah, can so. you fight? <laughs> yeah. You met Tompkins? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we summon we summon her. <laughs> uh Vasa will bounce out of the the room and kind of stroll around the the ship looking for Claymore. Yep, you find her uh top side. She's just kind of Looking over the side, um, she hears you coming when you approach, though, and she turns around, and she's like, hey, I heard, like, oh, I heard about hey, your grandmother, and then I heard about your grandmother again. I was like, yes, she's alive! It's great! <laughs> and she's like, yeah, um, congratulations? Or I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you know... This is the fourth time she's fooled me, but I fall for it every time. Anyway, no, no, come, come meet the family. They all want to meet you because I told them so much about you. Come on, come on. Uh, um, come on, yeah. come on, come on. She's like puts her arm around her, like come on, let's go. All right. So she kind of slowly comes with you, and then uh, <clears throat> she enters the room, takes a look at everybody, nods. Hello. Vasa very quietly closes the door and like tiny, looks at Tiny Tins like. Yeah, uh, Tiny Tin takes up her spot again and just well, kind of no, like, like... Claiborne hasn't moved from the door. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like she took a step Hello. in, as soon as she closed the door, she kind of puts her back to it. Yeah. Hello, <coughs> Patches. Hello. <laughs> uh, Roberto kind of takes a look at Brummelstone to see his reaction to Claiborne. <laughs> he re- oh, now that she's within five feet of him. Uh, Brummelstone remembers Vasa telling him about how she she said mean things about the forge and, you know... There's some low points there. And <laughs> doing all things for gold, another low point. <laughs> He's losing interest. No! <laughs> Vasa, Vasa butts uh, Ertle before, like, this is my grandmother, I'm sure you've met. Hello, Tompkins. I mean, dear. Dear. <laughs> Hello. How are you feeling? Oh, much better now that I've had some lucid dreams. <laughs> Man, that's enough of her. <laughs> She's kind of slowly nods. Good, good. I'm sorry for saying I was future you. <coughs> Shards of dreaming tree. <coughs> it was, uh, it was wrong, and I apologize. Also sorry for faking my own death. I had this whole thing worked out, but then it was Vasa who entered instead of the captain, and I I fooled her. (laughs) Because I'm a great actress. So why am I here? Because we could have met at the bar, which seems to be your office of choice. No offense. Vasa says none taken. I'm proud of that. (laughs) Uh, well, Lady Claiborne, we have something very important to tell you, and it's kind of serious. All right. Um, um, it seems that um, we are in the same boat. Uh, yes, I didn't actually true. mean that. I didn't mean that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! I didn't. Oh! This is why Roberto's the one telling it. This God, is why this he's is telling perfect, it. Yeah. Guys, I did. I just look. I turn to everyone. I'm like, I didn't mean it that way, guys. Stop it. We we know. Just keep going. It's okay. All right. Um, we are in the same similar predicament as you, because um, after hearing your story about 
us being um, being you, you being followed around by a plague or a curse, um, it seems that we also are cursed. Um, every every time that we go to sleep for extended periods of time, not every time, but once when we are in the same area for a long time, we may or may not get attacked by these um, shadow creatures. Um, well, you don't have to sleep. Oh, I don't have to sleep, but I mean, everyone, like Vasa and Brummelstone and Grandma over here. Me especially. Yes. She she sleeps like 18 hours a day. I don't know, like, <laughs> old people, right? Um, I but, almost died. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that it would cut back and she would be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what happened. Undo everything I just said. It'll be his fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know how many times I have to hold like I have to hold an arm under her nose just to see if there's any like condensation. Like, but point of the fact of the matter is like we need your help, and we figured that you could use our help as well. What do you? Need? Uh, I guess I'm confused. So you're saying you're all cursed too? Yes. How did you become cursed? Oh, it's kind of a long story. Um, some, some, we like, okay, put it into, short, long story short, some guy pulled us into a dream. There was a bear. Um, we got attacked by nightmares, and now we're here. <laughs> Stuff happens. That is a short story. Yeah. Um, but what does it have to do with me? Because, I mean, do you want me to help you keep walking? Because that's what I do. Well, we could always use another formidable, like, um, hand in the party, you know? Like, you seem to be pretty um, formidable with your weapon, and, um, you know, if you can help us solve our predicament of, you know, like, we have, we're trying to fight, find the source of these shadow creatures and beat them, and if we, you can help us, if you join our party and help us do that, we will help you rid yourself of this curse that has plagued you for years. I mean, sure, I guess. Yes, that's a sure. Fasa, that's Fasa the, under her breath whispers to Brumstone, I can't believe that fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I guess. That's like I chose to go to Coaston still first to drop off my package, but after that, we can... If you About think you know package. how to solve my curse, I mean... We'll, we'll solve it together. I don't know how to do it right now, but, you know, I mean, Brumstone reads a lot of books, and... You know, we got a lot of stabby people in the party as well. And she's like, "Oh, you're 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 learned in the ways of lore." I'm not, but no, she's looking at Brummelstone. <gasps> oh. oh my god! Yes, flirt, flirt. Hi, <gasps> my lady. I am. <laughs> and she kind of nods. She's like, "That's that's really cool. We could actually. Well, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Because yes, perhaps <laughs> this evening over dinner." Yeah, I have to eat tonight. Yeah, why not? All right. I will bring my finest tales of lore. <laughs> cool. All right. Smooth yeah. cockage. I'm so happy. <laughs> she says, all right, so you guys are going to come with me to Coaston so I can drop off my package then? Of course. Coco lives there. Right. Right. Oh, about about that package. package. Yeah, what's up? We can't uh, have you. <laughs> Vasa looks at uh, at uh, 
at Earl B and goes, like, she kind of, like, arches the eyebrow, like, what do you mean? Well, okay, so what was Tin about to say? Wasn't Tin about to say something? Yeah, yeah, she did. Wait, what'd she say? She said, so about that package. Uh, but then Earl B cut me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the package presents complications. How's wine so? and dine her. Wine and uh, dine her. Discuss it over wine and dine. We'll discuss it tonight. Uh, it's a long and complex story that deals with the lore of many worlds. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, All right. To... Like, she's that got her. Like, as soon as you talked about that, she's her eyes, like, kind of widened. And she said, yeah, a- absolutely. I told you a play would have worked great. Ertleby <laughs> 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 <be> whispers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. I will see you tonight at the hall, then. I will see you then. I look forward to it. Cool. And then, yep, she kind of hurries out. Vasa claps Brimblestone hard on the back, being like, Master Dwarf, your game far exceeds your height. <laughs> Brimblestone has literally, like, melted into a puddle. Like, just, like everything. Oh my gosh. Where are we? Where are we? Bro, bro, just let me ask my question. Just trying to push his hair to the bald spots. Well, Brummelstone, was she talking to you when she said dinner? Or was she talking to, like, the royal we? No, no, no. I was like, obviously. That's what I'm just wondering. No, they're going on a date. Oh, nice. And I clap him really, really too hard on the back. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. Vasa says, now don't screw it up. Impossible. For I am quite the charmer. <laughs> what's, what's your charisma again, bro? <laughs> yeah. That night, um, what have you decided to wear, Brummelstone? Uh, well, you know, Brummelstone really only has two outfits, which is his blue cloak. That's his old master's cloak that's beat up. And then I think he took a cloak from the city of Cog, uh, one of the Cog adventurers, just to help. That's right. That's right. To like cover him because he figured his cloak might stand out. Yeah. But she seems attracted by the lore, so he will wear his finest blue coat. He's been <laughs> de-dusting it, <laughs> like washing out goblin stains. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, there's. No other passengers on this ship, so it's just gonna be you two in the dining in, in the hall, Ooh. just like uh, you and uh, just like Vasa and her earlier. Wait, there's no Aww. other passengers on the ship. Nope. Wait a second. <laughs> this is suspicious. Are we flying over to Dongo Cavern? <laughs> so uh, you two sit down, and uh, she sits down, and she's like, I. Don't want this to come out the wrong way, but I don't usually uh, meet dwarves who are into anything but gears and cogs. Uh, as you can tell, I am not like the dwarves of your world. Uh, first off, this is my first airship. Second off, I'm not sure I could tell a gear from a cog. <laughs> She's just shy. Like, what do you mean from my world? Uh... Vasa has told me 
that you use that dream or that you suppress your dreams. We, what if I told you there was a king of dreams and that's how we've met? I'm sure you noticed my brother, Roberto. Yes, I refer to him as my brother or he is family. That's nice. Uh, it is uh, not built the same way your, co- your cog forge seemed to be built. Yeah, he seemed simpler. I just figured he was like a prototype. Rude. He's more honest. <laughs> He's not built for war. He's built with emotions. No, that's not rude. Uh, He's a person. He's, unlike Tim. Yeah. Oh, rude boy. Yeah. He was his primary purpose wasn't wasn't to win a war. It was to exist as a relation, as a protector. And I would proceed to help to tell the tale of uh my, how my family was erased and described to her the beautiful city that's it's that was once my dwarven town. Yep. So, still. Yeah, she's utterly shocked the whole time. And she's like, So you're telling me there are other worlds? Yes. And you can walk between them? Like you found a way to get to travel? Yes. And this is where we think the nightmares come from. The beast we have described as the nightmares. And I would describe, you know, how, and you know, like, mine takes form of this disease that wiped out my family. Uh, When hit, they seem to take on your greatest fear. And this would actually come back to earlier, as we discussed, the package that you are delivering is actually part of the world of dreams. And if we can gather all these shards of this world, we can push away the nightmares. You could stay in a beautiful city like Coastin. Perhaps you could settle down with a simple dwarf and start a family. She kind of smiles at that. She's like, kind of gets a little shy and she's like, well, I think you're talking about two different situations. So the creatures you've described, I've run into them before. But that's not what my curse is. Fascinating. Tell me more. I was exploring a set of ruins uh, deep beneath the twisting... So- oh, I'm sorry, you don't know. You're not from here. Um, I was exploring a set of ruins deep beneath this uh, this place that... It's called the Twisting Swamps. And it is home to what uh, a race of creatures believed was their god it was actually this ancient dragon um which i don't know if you have dragons on your world but we used to and i basically went into the wrong area and i became afflicted by a curse that was guarding the area and since i disturbed its home basically i can't ever have a home like because i disturbed its home I myself can never have a home. And so I'm forced to wander. If I stay in one place for too long, chaos kind of breeds around me. Like, things just go wrong. Um, If I stay too long, any kind of natural disaster can come. Um, I don't want to describe all the bad stuff that can happen. It's kind of hard. Oh, no need to. This is a night of pleasantries. Thank you. No need for um, sadness. I have run into the creatures that you described 
before, and that's why I wear this necklace, but that's not tied to my curse. Would do When she describes the curse, do I know anything about that? No, it's probably unique to this world. Well, I would tell her I am a skilled wizard and an adventuring one, and while I've not run across that curse, if you can help us achieve our goals and push back the nightmares, we can surely push back this curse and figure out how to get you a home. Yeah, so, and then she reaches behind her back and she pulls out this small little pouch and she opens it and this huge beam of light comes out and fills the area. She's, oh, God! And she shuts it and puts it back and she's like, I I was told I couldn't look at it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know it was that bright. And she's like, she can barely see. And uh, she says, yeah, so you want this? You want to take it from me? I mean, like, well, what about this? If you're offering to help me, this is supposed to be like pure inspiration was how we were how it was sold to everybody the and I don't really care if it's inspiration or not but my employer does he he's a failed artist who doesn't really have what it takes to create anymore and so he thinks that this thing's going to help him basically get back into the game I guess and so Maybe we can just show it to him, see if it works. Maybe he doesn't need to keep it. Like, come with me, we'll drop it off. We're going to be in Cosmic in, like, two days, so... I Wait. Mean... Wait, two days? Yeah. I thought it took, like, a week. That's what Grandma was describing it as. Oh, yeah. It's a week and a half you go around the Durango Mountains. God damn it. <laughs> the Durango Cabins. <laughs> I paid top coin to make sure we can get there as fast as possible. I'm running late. That's when you hear screaming up uh, up top. Ah, and everyone can hear it because it's just the screaming is going on and on and on. Well, let's do this thing, you like, guys. Yeah, it looks like you got what you paid for. No, I didn't want this. What is this? And she jumps up and runs out with you. Um, after Brummelstone and Claiborne run out of the room, I stumble out of a barrel I've been eavesdropping on them this entire time, and I'm like, I run catch up behind them. Thanks for listening to episode 21, Hot Flirty Action. I'd like to thank our supporters over at Patreon, whose support allows me to do bigger and better things with the podcast. If you're interested in seeing what we're up to, head on over to patreon.com slash worldwalkers and check us out. You can also help the podcast by leaving us a review on iTunes, and you can follow us at worldwalkerspod on Facebook and Twitter. I wanted to thank Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com for the music in this episode, along with Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. Oh, that's it. It's the pan, like, we run off. The and then shot like, stays, and everyone pops up from various... <laughs> yeah, we're bored to Vasa slinks time. out from under a table in the room. Tin just, like, falls from the <laughs> chandelier. I'm going to to uh, Enzo, because he sent me this uh, message that he wanted to be there the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Wait, describe again how he was hiding. <laughs> like the camera pans over and he's like in a barrel, just completely tucked in. The barrel um, was not going to hold much longer anyway. So this is for the best. It would be funny too if, like, as running, it would be like. Rumblestone, because his 16 passive per, you know, uh, perception would be like, come on! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
that's fair unless you want to contest it with a stealth check, Enzo. Uh, I'm probably going to fail, but let's try it. Natural one. I got a natural one. It's not even. Oh. He might have got there while you were getting in the barrel. Um, <laughs> like, the whole time, my like, legs and hands brother. were sticking out like, the yeah. entire time. <laughs> yeah, like your I... head's just slightly above and you your fingers. <laughs> oh my gosh. What Ro- yeah, what Roberto didn't notice was the whole time Rumblestone was like trying to draw attention away from it. <laughs> he saw it, he was just like, oh, he's got to learn sometime. This is how he learns how a date happens. <laughs> it's a good elderly brother thing to do. And after your meal is ordered, what, <laughs> what is that? Are you drawing a beard on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you... think I won't grow this. <laughs> Watch yourself, Pedro. I'm gonna grow all the beards. <laughs> I paid top coin to make sure we can get there as fast as possible. I'm running. Like, doesn't he get this top mo- at this moment? Like, you hear like we hear this like very angry like like it's almost fuck it, but as a squeak, <laughs> and you like look over and there's Hurdleby just like off to the side stomping on her little mouse Hurdleby. <laughs> <laughs> she was enjoying the day. 